0: he spoke to me and even when I couldn't hear him he led me even when I didn't see his um, footprints or handprints on my life so a lot of the times it's not because of like aspirations or goals that I had in mind it was genuinely just God's hand guiding me through stuff um, like for example in undergrad I did um, I majored in psychology and I I was involved in leadership. Um, and I got involved in this program. It was a pageant, but I call it a program. It was a program. It was like a public speaking thing. And it was not something that I would, it's not something that I would ever do. But for some reason I did it. And I remember it was literally like, I was about to go on stage and I literally asked the Lord. I was like, Jesus, like, please help me with this. And it was the first time audibly, like I heard him guide me and he literally went out and he helped me with the program. And because of that, because of the, like God, like it's like for me, like when God speaks to me, it's like when something happens, it's almost like he illuminates something in me and shows me that, okay, this is part of your plan. It's like a puzzle. Like he puts a puzzle together for me. Um, And when the,
1: when you say he happened, helped you with the program, like what, yeah. what did you feel? What were you able to do?
0: So this is the thing. So my pageant it's a public speaking thing. Like pageants, like, most people think pageants is just like you're walking and you're walking. No, my pageant was like public speaking. Like you're presenting in front of your whole school, whole undergrad, the whole black campus, which I feel like is more intimidating than the freaking country. Like it's just black people like, that, no, no, no. That's very intimidating. So um, it's a lot of public speaking. And for me, like in practice, I was very shy. I was very introverted. They would have like 20 people in practices and I I would just be mute, like not mute, but like subdued in, in where I presented stuff. And I remember the day of the pageant, I was like, Lord, like, nah, we're not about to, like, you're not, I'm not, I'm not about to be embarrassed. Like you're going to show up for me some way, somehow. And when I showed up to the pageant, I was very bold and confident. Like people told me, like, it's not even me being bold and confident. I just, I completely blacked out and people told me like, oh my God, Zoe, you were so good. I'm like, guy, please. Like that wasn't me. That was the Lord. So, um, and that like, God really showed me, like, he can, he hears your prayers. Like, and hears my requests as minute and as little as they might seem. But with that, with the pageant, why I bring it up is like, is for me, like God like put a puzzle together for me. And after the pageant, it's like, God just ministered to me. He was like, your purpose entails public, public speaking in some way. And um, I never really had that in my mind. I never really had that. I never really had that vision. But all through my life, that I, I know that there's moments, like little moments that God like puts Little pieces to the puzzle the aside from you. it's like, this is what you need to do next. So my life is not something that I had like a goal or aspiration. Like where I am right now, it's not because I had a goal. It's just like God just guiding me step by step. And even when I went to law school, me being in law school right now, um, I, I did my master's program because I knew I wanted to do that. I was always interested in business. So I did my master's, um, in business and It was like summer 21 and it was like close to my birthday, like two weeks before my birthday. And I was just minding my business like on internet or something. I think I was watching a show or something like that. And it was like, the Lord just dropped it on me. Like you're going to law school. I'm like, oh my God, what are you talking about? (laughs) What are you talking about? Like, I'm not, no, no. Like, and I'm arguing back and forth. like, Like, no, 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 no. Like, this is not what we're about to do. And, but I knew it was him because- there's only been like select moments of those, that exact feeling and those exact, like the way he talks, the way he talks to me is very distinct. So I knew it was him. I was like, okay, okay. Um, And then for a long time, I didn't tell anyone. It was just me in prayer. And I, I prayed about it and I studied for the LSAT because that was the next time I took the LSAT. I studied and just spending time with him and be like, okay, Lord, like what is this? And he was downloading another piece of my purpose and my puzzle that he had for me. I don't know what law entails. I don't know what that's going to lead me to, but to answer your question, I, I just, it's not a big plan for me. Like, I don't, I'm not the type of person that i I have a huge goal. Like, I'm on vibes completely and it's <laughs> yeah. Holy Spirit vibes. It's like, what do you want me to do next? I'll do it. If he tells me to drop out right now, I would. Honestly, I would today, but
1: <laughs> if it's what I he tells do, me to do. I want to revert back to kind of your childhood okay. because again, even what you just said, right. thank you for sharing all that. It, it, it does bring me to a point in your story where it seems like that was the, the moment in 2017 where like you realize like, okay, wait, like he's gifted me something that I couldn't see and I couldn't articulate to anybody else. Like he saw me in my pageant and like I see a new part of me that kind of charges me to do the next thing. Um, but yeah. reverting back kind of a little bit to your childhood, I guess that part where you're, in Nigeria and then moving to Houston. Um, kind of that kid when you're on vibes, when you just, cause I'm thinking about you, you know, already I'm in a, I'm the youngest child. I mm-hmm. don't know who I am. I don't know where I'm at. Like, I don't know what places to string from. Like, how were you able to move forward? Like, if you were behind the eyes of that kid and was, Seeing your world, your I am beliefs, what did she believe mm-hmm. that she was and what did she believe that she was capable of in that time, that kid then?
0: Okay, first of all, I want to ask you, how did you know it was 2017? Like this research is, is kind of creeping me out, kind of creeping me out a little bit, but I'll I'll let you slide on it. <laughs> but anyways, um, honestly, I don't, I didn't know who I was for a long time, so I didn't have an anchor in myself or an anchor in my identity like okay this is who Zoe is this is what I'm doing like I really didn't I, I really didn't I was just doing things because I was supposed to do it like I I was in high school taping supposed taking like to, four or five AP like my <laughs> oldest like I said yes like my oldest yeah. sister like I said my oldest sister my oldest sister my second sister is me my oldest sister literally I, always tell, I always tell people this 10th grade my oldest sister took two AP classes 10th grade, the next year, my second sister took three AP classes. What did I do? 10th grade, I took four AP classes. That's, it's just like, I was doing things because I was supposed to do them, not necessarily because I wanted to do them. So Zoe in my childhood, Zoe in like high school- But how did that make you
1: feel though? Again, because we did it. That's thing, I, it. It.
0: I wasn't feeling anything. I wasn't, <laughs> I'm telling you, I, I was not, I don't think I was feeling anything. I was just really? like- I don't think so. Like I'm reflect, I really was, I do reflect on those days and like, I completely was on vibes like, okay, like I'm supposed to do something, I do it. And for me, like, like I would say, like I honestly skated by school, like I skated by, even in gifted school um, classes or like AP classes, I just, I just skated by, I didn't really study, I didn't really put effort in, I just, I was just there.
1: Yeah. yeah. I, I, I was just I, there. I asked that because it's like, a lot of times as, you know, when you come from an immigrant household, my parents as mm-hmm. well, And they come over here. You see like the values, the hardworking strength, grit, the toughness that got them to where they are now. You don't want to let that down because you realize like, okay, wait, they had a long term vision in their mind to who they could be and not only for themselves, but for their kids. So, like, I got to take that baton and run with it. So it's like I ask that because it's like, yeah. And you don't want to get a whooping. I didn't want to like (laughs) you're it's not for me. It wasn't commitment as a child is just compliance like all right I'm gonna do what they say but like in me I was like bruh I'm an American too I'm Nigerian American (laughs) like I want to do some on pure vibes too so no I just I just find it interesting that you're able to kind of juggle all the things whether it's being compliant still pure vibes still feeling Mm -hmm. the way that you did and and still kind of move on in that way that I don't know it's just a thought
0: yeah, I think for you, I think your story is a little different because I think I think your gender plays into play playing that. Like you, you were like the second boy in your house, and maybe like you took on that. I was like, this is my mental, I have to carry this. But for me, in a in a household of only one gender, it was what are they? What 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 am I doing that they didn't already do? You know what I mean? So it was like, okay, my sister's gonna be a doctor; she's gonna provide for my family. I'm good. If the first sister didn't pan out, the second sister would pan out. I'm good. As the third girl, what am I doing? Like, what am I adding right. to the pot that is not already there? So I didn't really have that pressure. I didn't really feel that. And I also, my mom, my mom is, um, like I said, a group of single, single parent. My mom is amazing in the sense that till today, she has never pushed us to do anything till today. Mm. I could tell, I could have told my mom, I wanted to major in freaking like folding plants. And she would look really? at me like, okay, like literally she'd be like, okay, girly, like all right. If that's what you think God has called you to do, then okay. Like she might, she might be disappointed in herself, but she would never like voice that. My mom has never tried to mold us or carve us into what she thinks we should do. She, she expresses her opinions, but she doesn't impose that on me. Like I've always said, like when it even comes to like dating, like if I wanted to marry a random person from my trying to like, my mom does not care. She really does not care about that It's a matter of like, is this who God is this what God wants you to do, and are you okay with it? So I never really felt that pressure to like I knew my mom made sacrifices, but I never felt that pressure, like, okay, I have to do this, I have to do this, I have to do that. Now, Zoe of today is a little different that I do, I do feel that I do feel okay, yes, I do I do wanna show up for my mom. I do want her to reap the fruits of her labor and things like that. But like Zoe in high school, I didn't feel that pressure. Like what the change, pressure wasn't though? on me at all. I think now, like, it's not a pressure. It's just more so like, nah, my mom deserves to, to experience life the way I do and, like, more than she ever thought she could. Because I think in all Nigerian parents, like, their, um, worldview is very limited. They have very limited worldviews. Like, like, nah, like, there's, like, the world is open to you. The world is yours for you to conquer. So I wanna, so, like, now my mindset is like, I want my mom to see, as much as the world as she can and without having to worry about like working, or you know, like providing for herself. And yeah, I think it's a little maturity in that. Yeah. Um. Yeah. But high school Zoe didn't have that. Yeah, I didn't have that. I didn't have that. It, up, it's so.
1: it's always so interesting because it sounds like one, you were this kid that for lack of better, better words, you felt inadequate because you didn't have the visible mm-hmm. skills or visible talents or traits yeah. that your siblings had. But then there's something in you that cause you to keep going and excelling, whether you call it pure vibes. I'm just interested and curious because it's like, (sighs) here's what I think about self-esteem. And I love to to hear your opinion on this self-esteem, especially in a Nigerian uh, immigrant household. It's like, it's you're okay. I'm good at this. That's why I get you know, charged up and self-esteem it's validation because of the things that I'm good at for me, basketball, like, mm-hmm. okay, I call it front runners. I till to this day, if I have a good game, if I have a teammate that has a good game, you see their countenance, everything change because it's like, Shit, yeah. I'm good at what I do. Like I'm, I'm found yeah. myself. Do you find that in your now with whether it's you're excelling in school or the different things that you're doing, just finding, you know, the love for yourself and that self-esteem coming from the external and like, how do you flip it to just love for yourself without the things that you do? If that makes sense.
0: It does make sense. It does make sense. And I think for me, it's something that I'm like actively on learning now Um, because growing up like gifted and talented, like academically is most gifted, very competitive, but also most like most smart kids derive all of our validation from academics which is why like you see nigerian kids why are you why are you in another program you just got a degree why why am i why am i in law school right now i just got a master's you know what i mean so exactly it's it's almost like it's, it's almost like we're addicted to academic validation and for me law school even made that harder because it's such a competitive field and yeah it's law school is pure competition but um for me like even when I'm excelling right now in law school, like I have to remind myself that I'm not my, I'm not my, my awards. I'm not my accolades. I'm not my grade. I'm not my GPA. I have to remind myself actively of that because I do find myself deriving my self-esteem from that. Like when I get a hundred on a test and other people are complaining about, you know, how hard a test was like, it's so hard to to not be so hype on myself. Like, yeah, wait, wait, what what do you mean? What do you mean you got a 50? That's crazy. (laughs) But it's so hard to not, <laughs> that's actually a true story, but it's so hard to not view yourself so highly um, or view yourself better than other people because of that. And I think one thing like the Lord is teaching me in this season is just really for me, it's pride. It's not even that I shouldn't be happy about my grade, is that I'm prideful about my grade like i i generally i'm prideful like yeah i'm i'm that i'm that person like i'm that bitch like i got this grade yeah but um but what the lord is teaching me in that is and it's like the past season or so of my past errors of my time with the lord is walking through like okay i am not what i do i am just his child hey genix you going on